Hey everybody, Rob here, coming to you today with a different kind of episode. Uh, a friend of mine reached out and wanted to have a conversation about gamifying the experience of his students in the classroom. Uh, his name is Chris Lee, he's an associate professor of mathematics at University of Portland. And uh, we decided to record the conversation and just see where it went. And about halfway through, my wife jumps in. She had, did her undergrad in psychology and she's been a gamer for almost as long as I have. Um, so yeah, we thought it'd be interesting to put it up and see what you guys think. Thanks for listening. And it could be silly, I don't know, but yeah, I was no. thinking about these yeah. roles that the role students, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where'd you get? So who who gave those to you? Is was that a meeting or was like, that a meeting of calculus instructors? Uh -huh. So at our department, in our department. We coordinate Calculus 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And Calculus 1 is well-coordinated, I guess, mm -hmm. and Calculus 2, to some extent, mm -hmm. should, you know... The instructors have a little bit more freedom, right. as it were. But in any case, um, we have a Calculus coordinator, a, a lecturer, who, uh, whose job it is to kind of wrangle all the instructors right. and coordinate. Right, right, right. She's, she has her PhD in math education. Okay. And has done a lot of research on practice. So she always has fun questions for us to ask ourselves for reflection mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And, but what she was showing us to facilitate group work were these role cards mm -hmm. where students would take the role of the investigator or right. the skeptic, right? right? The investigator would be the one who asks the questions to, to, to make more progress. The skeptic would be the one saying, hey, wait, is this really how it should work? These are all things we recognize <clears throat> as roles in learning. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. How, how, to, how to participate in your curiosity. Right. Okay. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the idea is that these students would play these roles mm -hmm. in group work and right. they, would have, they would then not have to worry about be already being a learner. Right. I, I can also see where it would help a student not feel judged for like for like if like you know being the skeptic for example i can understand like a student like going i don't know if i want to ask this question because yeah. maybe it might make me look stupid or it might make the person look stupid yes. but like if yes. i have a skeptic role then it's like everybody knows i'm going to be asking every question that's right yeah that's okay. right interesting yeah and i f i find you know if it increases equanimity then it increases compassion and if my students act with compassion towards one another and you know myself mm -hmm. then that's what we've. That's like the ideal classroom setting for me because you can learn a lot when you feel safe. Yeah. So um, I wanted to get her to print out these roll cards, but at the same time, I was thinking about what I was going to do on the first day of class. Right. I don't plan a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of my courses are ad hoc. Well, I mean, you're already doing GMing then, basically. <laughs> like it's, on the fly. it's a yeah. jam. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, yeah. and that's it keeps it interesting for me mm -hmm. and. You know, it's something that I can manage with success, so I do it. Right. Um, you know, and on the first day of class, I generally ask my students, um, okay, what kind of work do you want to do this mm -hmm. semester, and how should that be assessed? Mm -hmm. So basically, my classes come up with their own grading scale. Oh, interesting. Huh. So if we have two exams, and these quizzes, and this final, mm -hmm. then I let them determine as a class what the percentages are. Interesting. So, um, yeah. How does that end up working out? Does, I mean, do you have? Is there a, like a lot of variability like between different classes, or do you find that like most like fall within a sort of expected range? Well, um, I do facilitate the discussion. Okay. <laughs> so you're like the final can't be worth zero, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they know not to do the obvious stuff, right. but even even other times I'm like, well, I found in this situation, mm -hmm. you know, um, look, a lot of being an educator is being a manipulator. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just all there is to it, because you're trying to use your own will to alter another person's way of thinking things. It's <laughs> even a little yeah. bit violent on the interpersonal level, if you yeah. want to think about it in those terms. Okay, interesting, yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, does this... I, well, no, I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah, you're destroying 
something. You're destroying a previous conception. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 destructive. I mean, it's generative, but it's destructive in its own way. It's it's um huh. It's solvea coagula. Right. Is what it is. Okay. It's alchemy. Yeah. And so uh <laughs> So while you're doing this, uh-huh. right? You do have an idea of where beneficial policies are. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not beneficial to have the final to be 100% of the grade. Sure. I know it's not beneficial for your homework to be 100% because they'll all copy that shit anyway. Yeah. Get 100%. Homework is useless mm-hmm. these days, mm-hmm. in the internet days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it goes within a certain range. Okay. And the students, I won't say any more than that, the okay. Fifth Amendment. Okay. <laughs> fifth? Yeah, I plead the Fifth. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it's... Um, It gives the students a sense of agency and That's, participation right. in their education, which they desperately need to feel. Otherwise, it's just another thing their parents are telling them to do. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Because then it's not a force feeding; it's a it's a coming to the table. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I want. I was thinking though. I have all these students. Um, there's this common misperception that. People have learning styles. Mm-hmm. Learning styles are, this is research-based, that learning styles are bullshit. Okay. Right? Like, s- some people legitimately can't learn in certain ways, and they mm-hmm. have disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, in the absence of that, you might have a way that you favor. Mm-hmm. You might favor visual cues. Okay. You might favor, you know, written sure. work. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't learn in other right, ways, right? right? right. Uh-huh. And so the idea is to focus in the ways that you are weak. Right. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. But, so rather than focusing on strength and playing to where you're already strong, you're, one, you're trying to shore up where you're, you're not as strong. Right, right, say. right. And that's kind of the, the education model, whereas a lot of students will want to just play to their strengths. Right. We are, we are, we are a culture of play to your strengths. Yeah. Which is, that's a whole other discussion. That's as toxic as all get out, but... Yeah, it certainly can be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good it's a good sentiment, but... It, it, I feel like it could be... Maybe, maybe it's not a toxic sentiment, but one that's, that's highly susceptible to misuse. Right, right, right. Yeah. So then I was thinking, but certainly my, my students have individual skills, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, not learning styles, but yeah. skills. Yeah. They're more skilled in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be successful and participate in their education. So why not, instead of just letting the class determine the grading scale for the whole mm-hmm. class, why don't I let each individual student have their own assessment criteria? Interesting. Yeah, okay. Huh. So I think the only reasonable way to do this would be to have a category of assessments. Yeah. Hmm. And then rules, which kind of govern yeah. where appropriate ranges would be. Right. That's what I do when I facilitate mm-hmm. those discussions anyway. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of have like a group discussion where we decide on what the base levels are. Yeah. Okay. And then just let them assign a certain number of points at the top to any category they choose. Interesting. Or take away from one category right, and right. add to another. Mm-hmm. In this way, they can kind of custom tailor within boundaries. Right, right, right. Okay. And that really, that really does give them, in some sense, more agency. Oh, yeah, a bunch. But it also just reminded me of character creation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're... you're... Okay, so, so, so two thoughts occur to me. One, you're doing... When you, when you give the students access to the dials and levers of their own uh, their own assessment mm-hmm. and their own academic achievement what you're the thing that that so this becomes the that okay wow that's that's so interesting all right so the so so like a game like Dungeons and Dragons right um, a game like Dungeons and Dragons works uh, in every game store around the world on any given Friday, uh, with complete random 
completely random groups of people, right? You can go mm -hmm. in to uh, probably in any city in the in certainly the U.S. and maybe even around the world at this point that you could go in and sit down at a table, and as long as you guys speak the same language, you can probably have a good time with people because D and D does something kind of sneaky, and it what it does is it imposes a top-down motivation on all characters before they even show up to the table. And what that is, is is your character should, in order to progress in this game, want to get treasure and want to kill monsters. Like, mm. anything else is okay with us as, as character and background and stuff like that, but if you don't, if your character doesn't want to do those two things, in some sense the game isn't built for, you, for that, yeah. right? And that strikes me as traditional grading criteria, where it's like, here's, mm. here's the thing we're going to have you aim at at the beginning of the class and if you do any learning aside from that great but if you don't do these set things it's not going to work for you right and yeah. you're okay. saying i'm going to let you tweak the dials on your motives a little bit like i'm going to be more motivated to work on less motivated to work on homework for example and so i want that graded right. lower right i'm more motivated to start study for the final so i want that grid like tweak that up so i know where to put my focus exactly and then when they work in the realm of what they've already told you they're going to focus on mm -hmm. that's like them participating in the adventure of getting the treasure right they say like i'm going to go down into this dungeon right. and grab this right. thing right just to put it in rpg parlance um but framing it in that way, man, uh -huh. you know what it reminds me of? A conversation we just had a little bit ago uh -huh. about using, about focusing on the adverb. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what this does. Yes. How are they going to pass the class? Right. How? Right? It's, yeah. They know that the action is passing the class. That's the, what did you the call skill. it? The skill. Like the skill is but like you also doing math. It like, uh, 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 declared or... Uh, um, uh, it, it's, action. It's an action. So if they're taking an action, right, a discrete task. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So right. One what, that games are focused on. Yeah. Get, oh, oh, differential. Yeah. So, so that's a, a differential outcome. So like they know that they want, like yet, and that's that's interesting because classrooms are also structured in, as games. Like mm -hmm. you know because you are, there is variability in experience and ability in any given classroom and while a game-like class is good for determining who the smartest person in the class is, it's not good at determining... It's not good at educating everybody to the level of their ability. No. Right? And so you're trying to focus on the... So this is my this is my goal as a RPG guy, is to focus on the stuff that is not determining a differential outcome, but determining the journey in a positive... Like, helping... It's actually more like illuminating the path of positive progression yeah 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 and that's yeah. i can kind of see this in that exact framework yeah and i didn't think about that obviously until we started sat down and yeah but it is letting them decide how yeah blank ly right they want to get this differential outcome right which is passing the class or not is yeah. a different is, is a game yeah and it is a game but within the context of the game we also i mean the but the point of a classroom is not to play that game interestingly the hope is that that game gets played by... By the students. By proxy. Yeah, yeah. It, and they succeed at it because of the actual goal of the classroom, which is education. That's right. Yeah. Or an, in, an invitation an to education, in, yeah. I might say. Yeah, or well, let's, have, let's say the experience of learning yeah, yeah, might yeah. be the, the primary function of right, a classroom. Right, yeah. And then the, the game-like element is the... What score did you get? The points yeah. and stuff, yeah, which point. has yeah. always been my least favorite. Right. Because it's always seemed to be the most arbitrary. Well, it is. And so it is. Here, yeah. uh, you know, anyone who wants to know how much subjectivity there is in assigning grades, mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. I'm a human. Yeah. I have human characteristics and yeah. tendencies. Right. I'm not a machine, as Des Kadena said. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so if we're going to work within this game... Yeah. You have to realize the grander point of the game. Yeah, and, yeah. and any way I can do that, I guess education folks say to engage mm -hmm. the students. Yeah. There's probably even more technical terms. There's probably a bunch of like acronyms that say, you know... 
30, 30 letters long that say exactly what I've been thinking about. Maybe. I don't know. But like, I feel like the, the, the psychology of this is just starting now to bubble up. Like into... Yeah. Because like I mean, in the zeitgeist or something. Yeah, because like we've we we all everybody knows at this point that like the 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 elementary school classroom doesn't do shit. Like it's it's a factory floor, you know. Like, like it's it's the people. I think in it rows. harms more than it helps. Yeah, but but it's based on the 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 paradigm of like let's prepare kids for. Work. Work. It's capitalist. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, in, yeah, at its deepest sense, it's like, here's what your life is going to be like. If you want to be successful at generating a life along this criteria, yes. here's what you do. And if you're good at that, then we elevate you into the next spot. Mm-hmm. And if you're not good at that, then when we say you're stupid and put you over here, mm-hmm. and then we don't know what to do with you, basically. So right. if, you're, if you're an artist, if you're a creative person, if you're... Um, if, if you have a learning disability, if you, you're dyslexic, if you're, you have any of these things that makes the input coming into your head get processed in a different way, mm-hmm. then the, that system of sit, st- sit in rows and do a task, this doesn't function for you. It doesn't, no. you know, and I think, you know, it, almost every adult I've talked to has been like, yeah, elementary school is weird and jarring and didn't facilitate a lot of growth. Yeah, you know? and it's weird. It's not even like everyone... I, I'm i taking the words out of your mouth, but mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing is it's not just everyone that you've met that you, that you go to shows with. Yeah, yeah. Everyone... Has that story. Has that story about elementary school. Yeah. Everyone has that story about middle school. Yeah. High school has different stories, but there's archetypes sure. of stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, the the system, uh, systematic way of processing education so busted yeah I mean, we could i mean we could improve outcomes like tomorrow if we just pushed high school start time to 10 o'clock yeah like if we just did here here's the, a simple fix yeah so like let's this will drop suicide rates this will increase student outcomes this yeah. will, like there's so many things across the board we could fix with just a small i mean shit just push to nine yeah and i think the you major know? um obstacle to that is uh, telling people that change doesn't mean they were wrong yeah yeah like we can all have been wrong like we can or, all have been or like, there doesn't even have to yeah. really be a discussion about right or wrong just like is this helping more than it's hurting no well let's try to change that balance that's yeah. just it yeah. let's all evolve but that's like what i'm thinking mm-hmm. right I could just rest on my laurels and say, this is the structure for the class. This is what you will do. This is how much it's going to be worth. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't give them the sense that they're engaging in their education. Right. Well, it doesn't incentivize. It doesn't incentivize. It's just another game. Yeah. Whereas, and and what that does is it makes the exams a game. Yeah. It makes other work that they do a game. Yeah. And not something that they connect deeply with right. and certainly not something that they connect uh, in an inter- interdisciplinary way. Yeah, and that's, I feel that's a really big key because when so much so much of academia feels very, I mean, I'm not in it, right? So I, mm-hmm. I this is what my sense though, is that a lot of it doesn't talk to itself. Like a lot of it, like there's a lot of, um, uh, not bubbles per se, but there's barriers to interdisciplinary work that exist as part of the system of like the publish and perish yes. thing where they tell you explicitly don't go outside your yes your field yeah. and bubbles is exactly right oh really okay it's exactly right okay. and it's bubbles all the way down okay <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it gets down there like the, the quirk in this situation the bubbles is the individual yeah oh okay yeah right we're the individual units we have our own bubble yeah 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 and then there's like the three or four people that understood anything we wrote right that got published recently mm-hmm. and in mathematics it's literally three or four and then there's like maybe the 20 people that would understand why you would want to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the bubbles just keep getting bigger. Right. And everybody's got those bubbles centered on them in this way. Okay. And sometimes they intersect and sometimes they bump up together and they form double bubbles with a wall in between. Right? You've mm. seen those. Yeah, sure. But even still, they're bubbles. Huh. And you have to be cautious about popping them 
what can happen to the other bubbles connected. And, right. But that's the knowledge game. The academia game is very much like um, a bubble bath. Hmm. I did say just now that academia is a bubble bath. <laughs> no. I said that. Yeah. Okay. It's a bubble. Yeah. Like with pink bubbles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of bubbles. Lots of yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I don't get outside my bubble. Why? Because goddamn, I'm doing all this other stuff. Right. And getting out of my bubble is an immense amount of work. To be in, to be effective in, in a, you know, in an interdis- interdisciplinary way, you kind of have to get the level of a master's degree. Yeah. In that other subject, or like an applied master's degree, if you know what I mean. Right, where you just do the two years of, or a year even of. Yeah, of like the, your knowledge applied to this field, yeah. you need to learn a ton, a ton more. Yeah, yeah. And so that's hard and takes time, and sometimes you get older. I don't know if you've Along experienced the way, this. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah, it just. Right now, in fact. Yeah, you just kind of lose your vim and vigor, mm-hmm. or you want to go do other things and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, I imagine it's easy to get burned out at certain junctures. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Meaning after the first week of class. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, so I, I started thinking about students as playing roles and then role having a character yeah. creation sheet. Yeah, for your academic character. Yeah, for your academic character. Right. And then I started thinking about how would that work? You couldn't have skills. No. You can have approaches. But you can have approaches. Yeah. And I didn't think about that again until we just sat down here. Yeah. Yeah, you can have, I mean, you can outline things that are, that, that the student, you could even do it in such a way where the student builds themselves as a character. Like, I'm good at these approaches, I'm not good at these approaches. And then you can be like, oh, well, I'm, here's what I know I need to work on. And that even knowing, like just having a dark path to walk down like is a path like even if you don't know where it's going or where it leads to but like you just like oh i by my own admission i'm not good at this stuff right so so maybe i should invest more there's a there's a way of assessment called mastery grading Mm -hmm. which is very similar to this Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. students have to you know master for lack of a better word um essential skills Mm -hmm. right not approaches i think skills things Discrete tasks. Uh, discrete yeah. tasks. Yeah. Like, you must learn how to do trigonometric integrals, whatever mm. those things are. And uh, they can demonstrate that knowledge in many ways throughout the semester. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like filling up their skill bar. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what it is. It, yeah, is, yeah. it is identically in a, in a video game mm-hmm. leveling up. Yep. So you know, you can demonstrate that you've done this. And That's you can, right. Once you can do it consistently, now we consider you to be at this level. Right, right, right. I used to play this boxing game, Fight Night, Okay, on I, the I PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It was a great boxing game. It had the most egregiously hyperbolic bodies flailing and falling <laughs> down in various ways. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah... To level up your character, you had to do things like use the body bag and use the, the speed bag uh-huh. or this robot thing. And I could never... I would get really good at some of them mm-hmm. for a time and then others at a time, these little mini games. Mm-hmm. Hey, love. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Hey, I just got off work. I'm going to go put on human clothes. Yes. Welcome to welcome to human land. Yeah. Well, as such. Uh, what was I talking about? It was uh, uh, the um, oh leveling up the leveling boxing up game. Yeah. So like I wasn't good at the robot location puncher uh-huh. memory. You know Simon says okay game for a while, and mm-hmm. I got better at that and worse at the others. In any case, it was. Um, I never got a hundred percent leveled up anytime I did one of you know uh-huh. one of these characters. I right, would right, make right, a right. boxer and blah blah blah. Yeah. I could never be the best at everything. Hmm. And that's kinda like what we're asking students to do. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people will, will argue and say, like, well, to understand this they have to know these skills and like right now 
or do they have to be able to know how to approach life to really level those skills up on their own? Yeah. And I feel like focusing on the work that's been done mm-hmm. is the real problem with assessment. Ah. Focusing on the outcomes mm-hmm. rather than the process. Right. And so this idea of differential, like a game that produces differential outcomes rather than a experience creation or an experience generation. That's right. And assessment. Because you can, like even once an experience is created, you can still assess it after the fact. You can say like, well, this we hit these markers and we didn't hit these. Um, but the process is different because you're not, in some sense, you're not specifying a scoring mechanism until afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I started this way and now I have the same stats as a level two fighter. Right. Right. <laughs> That's just how my experience went. Yeah. But now I have that new character right. skill skill set creation, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, approaches. Yeah, the approach, list of yeah. approaches. Yeah. yeah. And now I can go and work on others. Right. And and, and it's it's mind blowing we don't do this. Yeah. In one way. In another sense, I've I've been I've become a real cynic on the the general mindfulness of the human condition. Mm. So I guess this is a very mindful way of it doing is. it. It is. We, we we would try to assess and you know like we would try to assess and then mold. So in in game design, like the goal, the holy grail of game design is molding your game around what the player already wants and expects mm-hmm. such that your game is almost f- frictionless in terms of getting the player can do what they want they feel their sense of agency is not being impinged by the game but they feel a sense of challenge and fairness like mm-hmm. all these things you know as designers we try and mold our experience around this ideal player but but the challenge is obviously like no player wants the same experience out of even right. one game. Right. And so But they might want the same outcomes. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the, the thing. Game. Yeah. Like every like, you know, when you jump into a game and you're like, I wanna you know, the outcome that you're looking for is not necessarily specified, but you want to f- Well, that's the thing. So like some players want to jump into a game and and know that the game in some sense, is going to hand them a victory. You know, you, they don't want to go into a game with the real possibility of losing. They want the illusion of the possibility of losing so that it feels good. Where losing is Lo- is, is kind of individually defined, perhaps, but certainly yeah, like... but there are fail states. Yeah, where there's certainly, there's a, there's yeah. a definite fail. Yeah, there's a, there's a fail state where you're like, you can't progress anymore, the game ends. Right. Like, the, not even the game ends, but the story ends. The like, story ends, yeah. when, when you, and the experience comes crashing to a halt. Like when, when uh, for like a D&D example would be like the total party kill. So like the, the combat encounter was just so difficult that there was no escape and everybody at the table dies. Mm-hmm. And the game has entered a fail state that you can't progress, everybody has to reroll characters or yeah. Something has to radically yeah. reconfigure. But there are other things like. But there's the we lost that combat, but not everybody died. Or one guy died, and we can get him resurrected. Right, and there's, right. There's and ways to pull back from the edge of the fail. So state. there might be expected outcomes at yes. the beginning, mm-hmm. like an A, B, C, D outcome. Yeah, yeah. Or an F outcome. Or an F outcome. Yeah. Right. But ideally, you don't want to at any point. So like the F outcome, ideally, any student should be able to see that coming. And pull out, yeah. you know. No, I know, and it's like it right, and that's the problem because you don't because I'm, the losing the game in that case is an indicator not that this not necessarily that the student didn't perform properly, but maybe that the system wasn't measuring the right stuff. That's one happenstance. Another is you know there's lots of possibilities. Sure, it's it's actually just very often that they're not. Willing, right, ready, able, yeah, for whatever reason, right, to do what they've been asked to do, right, and sometimes it's just because they've been asked to do it. Hmm. Rather than told, or rather than like, or told, or told. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that. The I, impetus I didn't have a... is the fact that the impetus came from outside is enough to reject it. 
ah. instead of anti-authoritarian. Right, it's the, like an adversarial impulse, you would right. say. Yeah, they just have that yeah. streak of um, the fuck you streak. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I could, I could extrapolate. You know, I could, I could, as a mathematician, I can take structure and build whatever. I feel like out of mm-hmm. it in some sense, whatever can be built out of it. Right. <clears throat> but I think, um, as, as a means of assessment though, this would have to be like radically, this would ra- have, we'd have to radically change our ideas of what the outcomes are. Yeah. You'd have to restructure the game around the new paradigm of yeah. the goal being education rather than the goal being the game. Yeah. 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 And but so that, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of hope for that, but it is cool to think about it in that contest or context, especially yeah. in light of how to do things right. rather than the things getting done being mm-hmm. procedure I, rather than task yeah. completion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I've felt often in my life. Mm-hmm. You want to go next? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so bring, come in. So we're, what we're talking about is you like, we're kind of talking about character, just for the microphone. Oh, are you guys recording? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just, you're jumping in. You have some ideas and experience in this realm. Okay. Um, so what we're talking about is, I don't know if we're developing a method or just talking about the possibilities of um, using a kind of character creation thing so that students can outline their own track of academic assessment. Um, the idea being that if they are more, they have more participation and agency in their own grading structure, mm-hmm. that they're more likely to engage with the material and, and focus on where they, what they need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there's this idea of like the roles of learner being, I'm going to repeat this on my, making sure I understand it. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing. Um, of like skeptic and investigator and stuff and that handing cards with these words on them to students gives them the agency to ask the dumb question to ask the question that might offend somebody mm. um uh or you know or, or or treat everything as if you know like a skeptic would like i'm not sure you know explain this to me because yeah. i'm not convinced you understand it yourself you know or something like that and maybe expanding those kind of things into different approaches to learning that students can use or have a toolkit maybe yeah yeah, and yeah. Then having a method for them to be able to focus on these ideas mm. which would be like a character creation sheet in right. some sense even to the point to just get them to the awareness like i'm aware that this is a sk- that not a skill but mm. i'm aware that this is a way to get what i want right okay. right and one of the distinctions we drew was between the like the D&D way of doing things where there's a top-down motivation um, applied, which is like the traditional grading system where you say, here's this, here's what you're going to be judged on. Mm-hmm. If you get to this goal, you've, you've done it. And the, you know, the more modern method of role-playing games where they function more story creation engines, where they, they focus on the experience and the narrative, mm-hmm. and the game is a mechanism to help those things along, but the game is never the central function the game is allowed to fail so that the narrative and the experience can keep going as opposed to the game making the narrative and experience fail when it hits a wall yeah safe failure is a big concept in education yeah i think it's probably the most powerful tool that i have at my disposal say that one more time safe Safe failure safe failure yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea that you can fail yeah and still recover from that right in role-playing games the, the 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 revolution that came I think it was actually Burning Wheels the first time I read this. The idea of failing forward. Mm-hmm. So you, so if a failure does not stop the story, a failure sets up a new thing, right, 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 and a new opportunity and a way to go forward in the story by failing. So you yeah, fail forward. Yeah. yeah, I mean, early on, if you're training to be a mathematician, you learn that you have to fail. Yeah, it's you have not to. just math. I no, think that's yeah. that's cycle. It's a basic psychology. Like we mm-hmm. have to be able to fail in order to find how to succeed. Yeah. Because you're going to fail, and I think that we're seeing some of the fallout now. At least these are some of the psychological papers that I've been reading, mm-hmm. of the kind of um, 
you know, participation award thing. Like, it's not about, hey, yay, you participated. It's about being allowed to failure and learning good sportsmanship. Mm -hmm. You know, learning, okay, I failed. What can I do better next time to succeed? Mm -hmm. And if you won, how can you help others to succeed in that way? Right, right. Yeah. um, And I think if you defined your own success and failure it would lead to thinking about a lot of that kind of stuff too. Not only that, but that would help people garner insight, which is something that's um, pretty lacking. I recently read a book Mm -hmm. by uh, Dr. Tasha Yurik about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're seeing this even at the highest levels of business, the highest levels of government, is people who are completely unaware of how others view them, of the repercussions of their actions. And having that insight and having that built into the educational system can help prevent that from reaching these levels where a failure suddenly becomes catastrophic. Right. Yeah. It's a story we see played out time and time again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just feels so endemic to our culture. Um, the it, top-down motivation, the goals being, you know, it is, but it wasn't always. I mean, no. we started to see this big push starting in the 70s mm-hmm. um, where they said, oh, if kids don't have self-esteem, they won't do well. And so they were trying to artificially bolster self-esteem with participation awards yeah, yeah, and things yeah. of it's that the nature. the artificial part that's the problem. That, yeah. is, that is the problem yeah. because you're not doing anything on your own merit. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that we build the ambition to do more yeah, I is think, yeah. by small successes. I think even worse, you're not doing it from a genuine place. No. I think on an on a very individual level mm-hmm. it is destructive because it's teaching you to get you get the things that you want. You might have to just be not who you are. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that I mean that is a horrible worst. <laughs> Jesus. But it's one that I see. Yeah. Be, I, that's probably the most common lesson that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the art and music and everything that tells you the opposite. <laughs> if you'd be who you are, because that's how you'll that's how it'll work. Well, and, it's yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good to be, be who, who you are. like. Be like yeah. yourself. Yeah. But yeah. I like yeah. the idea of passing out the cards to students because it's not asking them to be someone else who they aren't. It's asking them to temporarily put on this um, kind of mask or something like, well, I'm going to play the role of. And that's a safe way to do that. It's a comfortable way to do that. Mm -hmm. And it may help them have some empathy for other people who that is their true selves, is the skeptic or the critic. I just can't see it in any other way but compassionate. I think it's really a compassionate way to do things. And I I don't know about putting on clothes or something. I I think really more like shining a light on the shadow yeah Mm -hmm. like we all have these you know your shadow in the union sense is not this Mm -hmm. horrible detestable place it's just the stuff that you aren't aware of Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe you're not aware that you're a good skeptic yeah Yeah. maybe you're not aware that you know that you can play these roles yeah and Yeah, yeah. yeah and then giving them like I was saying the the more control over the outcomes of what those means that was what we were talking about with like you know this individual student at the end will be graded, you know, this much on their final, mm-hmm. this much on quizzes and stuff. Mm-hmm. This student has different levels. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. I'm going to let this play out tomorrow in class. However it works. Cool. I, I'd be very interested to hear how that turns out. Yeah. So tomorrow I'll, I, pro- I will have the discussion about, okay, I guess the idea that seems reasonable to me now is like have base level outcomes mm-hmm. and I'll work on methods to get those outcomes later. Yeah. that seems ambitious to do it all right now yeah I would want like if you I, I'd be really interested in working on this with you just just to just as a just as an idea it's, like yeah. if we can di- dissect like a method that helps is and and that it's portable to other uh, places and we can outline a methodology for giving this to just about any student with a cer- within certain parameters. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I, and and the only obstacle is laziness, right? Because you're really asking them to describe how are you, you going to prepare for this test, right? Right. 
Give me the steps. Give me the adverb. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. the steps. Yeah, yeah, right? the adverb. Right? Yeah. Give me yeah. the adverb. Yeah. And then follow that. Yeah. Um, but most of them will say rightly or correctly right. or <laughs> something, <laughs> which is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Fuckers yeah. <laughs> will be lazy about anything. Anything. But they've also been taught, and at least this was my experience going through school and then working as a TA with students, mm-hmm. is they've been taught that all you need to do to succeed is to follow the rules. Check that the boxes. You just have to yeah. check off the boxes, yeah. jump through the hoops, right. and as long as you do that, you're fine, but you may or may not be getting any real benefit from Because that. of the sense of inauthenticity, right? Yeah. Where you're not being, it's not an expression of you. No, right. you, you tell the instructor <clears throat> what they want to hear. Right. And in that sense, you're playing to the game, not the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the journey, rather. The and I think yeah. that to get them focused on the journey, maybe a good first step is letting them come up with their own measurements for the outcomes to it. Within parameters. Yeah. Within parameters. Yeah. Like um, even in games, you don't say like, hey, do anything you want. Because then it's, I mean, you can. There right. are games that are like that or are just very free-form yeah. role-playing. Yeah. Like, but if you want, if, you know, part of the goal of the game is to fairly determine certain differential outcomes mm-hmm. maybe not the overall goal of the game is to determine differential outcomes but certain components within the game are set, you, know, you have to be able to say like this worked this didn't you know and it has to maintain a notion of fairness yeah. Yeah. to some extent and yeah. for that yeah. you can set multiple kind of victory conditions so have the student set a goal for themselves but also you as instructor can set a goal for them as well mm-hmm. so then yeah. it's you know yeah. Not just going, well, I'm going to do my homework at least once this semester. Right, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally hear you on that. I feel like there's a way to do and, it. And that's the idea with yeah. insight is um, uh, going back to Sard's no exit play, which we've been talking mm-hmm. about oh, a lot. Um, yeah. There are no mirrors in hell, so they may not have an accurate view of their own capabilities. Um, so that's one reason that they should set a goal for them, but somebody outside who has... A, um, a third party view should mm-hmm. be able to set that goal to set a goal for them as well that they may have not have thought about yeah I just I, yeah exactly that's a good way of putting it that I felt was right but I couldn't say that <laughs> way you know yeah and you could even have you know peers help out with that although the danger of that with students is they go alright you give me something easy I'll give you something easy right <laughs> right yeah I mean one of the roles is TA like mm-hmm. Yeah, the person that goes around and helps other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah. So this is this has all been really um, um, validating because I f- I felt like this is a source of inequity. But in things, mm-hmm. I think it really is part of the issue. I think it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. How we're assessing things. Yeah, and we're following GDP off the cliff in this country. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It's it's insane, and I just I don't see it as compassionate. I don't. It's not. I don't want to continue doing my job in ways that I f- don't think increase compassion in the world. End of story. Yeah. Good. End of story. Yeah. yeah. And so I wish more educators felt yeah. the same. <laughs> and this came from kind of a non-compassionate discussion. The discussion that generated all of this mm. was one of my colleagues and I mm-hmm. found that we have had similar deals with students in the past, or made them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First day of class, all right. Choose your own adventure. You can either take the final, mm-hmm. or you can follow this other path. Hmm. Those are your choices. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and neither one of us ha- ever had anyone choose take the final. Ah. Even though by the end there were students obviously who much rather would have gone that route and were doing poorly right because they weren't in a system that um that they knew how to work in mm-hmm. now yeah. of course you want to get people to work in lots of different systems that's the goal of education mm-hmm. but allowing them to have a little bit more emphasis on the things that they find easier or interesting even or interesting yeah. can yeah. also lift all of the other things up yeah. with it yeah right yeah. you're not neglect if you if you're mindful about it you're not neglecting one way of thinking right versus and and, and one of those you know that interest can always be that point of contact in the, in the interdisciplinary mm-hmm. 
uh, feel like yeah. you know you say like I'm interested like you know I'm interested in game design but like you know game design is the the, the study essentially of incentive placement mm-hmm. differential mm-hmm. incentive placement like mm-hmm. here's how we get people to do things here's how here's what's not effective and like yeah. you know to that but that touches like every other discipline like there's stuff yeah, in psychology that touches every because every you know every discipline is composed of humans with so brains yeah with brains that function on a, on cert, in certain ways that we can describe empirically and like those those are a thing and if if even if you're a computer scientist it bears knowing some of that stuff because like you're going to interact with humans all there's the time there's nothing yeah. that's completely objective and removed from humans when yeah. you're right. involved in a human activity yeah yeah exactly actually that's something really important that you just brought up was the need for interacting with other humans because that's something that we're seeing very removed right now where people are living in an echo chamber they don't want to hear ideas yeah. outside of what they already know or believe um and one thing interesting, did you tell Chris about the coding camp yesterday? No, I didn't. It didn't have come up. Oh, but. okay. So yesterday um, we went to, it was just like a little introductory to coding and programming mm-hmm. through um, a school. And I'm not going to put them on here because they're not giving you money. Um, so, <laughs> how's that for an incentive, boys and girls? Incentives. So one of the things that they did that was interesting that I hadn't seen before was that they did paired learning for everything and that mm-hmm. your partners were not set they rotated every single day mm-hmm. um, and for that reason you would get people who had a much higher level than knowledge of yours a much lower level of knowledge than yours or were right about the mm-hmm. same and what you started to see really quickly was people being forced to interact with folks who were at very different levels had mm-hmm. very different backgrounds um, they had, you know, ground rules for how to do so in a respectful way, but you saw all of a sudden the people with more knowledge teaching the people yeah. with less, and the people with less knowledge feeling maybe more comfortable working with a yeah. peer yeah. who had more knowledge than addressing the professor. Right, right, exactly, and that's what part of these roles mm-hmm. make it more compassionate, but also sometimes you got to get forced perhaps to find that part of yourself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It can't hurt to make things easier when you're doing something difficult. Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And a lot of my peers have talked about social justice issues Mm -hmm. in creating groups Mm -hmm. to do group work in an educational setting. Sure. And it's exactly what you outlined, which is, you know, if you allow them to do do it themselves, there's a lot of things that you're reinforcing that are holding them back from being able to engage in their education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was, I always saw the logic of it, but I wasn't a big believer because it's, it's harder to, to choose the groups yeah. mm-hmm. and it's more work mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't want to do more work. Right. <laughs> But I think it's something that has to be well, done. I mean, it can be something as simple as numbering people off. Like, one, two, yeah, three, four, one, that's two, how three, I've been four, doing one, two, three, yeah. four, or using a random number generator with yeah. your uh, student roster or something yeah. like that. The counting off actually works pretty well because people tend to sit near Clusters. people who they would naturally be in groups with. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a good way of splitting them off. Yeah. And doing that is, I, I know people historically hate group, group work. I always hated group work. Me too. Um, and the problem with group work is when it's taking place outside of the classroom setting, because mm-hmm. then they're not under the watchful eye of authority. Yeah. So you have one person who almost always is doing much more of the work than the other folks, and there's not that interaction yeah. between them. But when they're doing that in a group setting, they are forced to interact, and they are forced to network, and they are forced to do this, and that's going to help them later on. Because one of the things that we've seen, and actually a, a very good friend of ours um, who has a PhD in mathematics, mm-hmm. has a lot of difficulty um, due to just social anxiety and not being able to work well with other people because I'm he was never social. I know you're so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh my God. I've never met um, such a person <laughs> who appears to be the most common person I have met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a tremendous gift that you can give your students with that yeah, yeah, because yeah. that'll help them. Not only in the workforce, but also in life. Yeah, yeah. Teaching was the way I learned that. I was not... Well, and being in bands, honestly, the the Mm -hmm. music life helped a lot with that, and being creative. But, yeah, I I totally hear that. And having those cards is a form of being creative, because they have to creatively think about, well, I wouldn't normally ask a question in this way, but... 
Now I have to think of something. And then to be creative, you have to use what's around you, and then yeah. you're in the present, mm -hmm. and then you're mindful about your experience, yes. and that's where really the learning is yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 So I, I just thought that they were a little genius pieces of paper. I'm certainly going to do those. Yeah. And then this conversation about you can either take the final or do this path. That's mm -hmm. where I started thinking about. Yeah. Like helping. Yeah. Just just like saying like here's you can choose any number of like these paths to get there. But like, yeah, you know, whatever you choose, we're going to help illuminate it to the best we can. And, yeah. And, and, you know, being that guy, like as an educator, we're trying to just hold up the lantern so the student can watch down, like walk down the path themselves, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> the idea of that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna assess, but like the goal of of you know anybody who's trying to teach somebody something is is to get them to realize the concept for themselves yeah, in their own way, right, rather right. than being spoon fed. Yeah, I've never you know? told anyone anything mm -hmm. that. I expected to become a huge part of their experience. Right. Well, I've we... told people things that I expected them to discover for themselves ah, are a huge yes. part of their experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So this whole thing about even when you're even when you're deeply connected with another human being and you're talking about the stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still saying, "Here's the hint to how I'm dealing with this," <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. if they can connect with that on that level for themselves, then that's where like the yeah. empathy is. Yeah, and they can get that flash of insight where they go, "Oh, yeah. maybe I could." Yeah. yeah, maybe I could. Yeah. If any one of my students would just start the semester, oh, maybe I could. They're all sure they're going to get A's. Right. And they all think they're going to fail. Right. <laughs> Okay, explain, unpack that paradox for a second. They are fake sure of themselves. I see. And they know they're bullshit. Ah, okay. So they come into it, I mean, not all of them think A, but you right. know, a lot of them are like, well, it's, yeah. you know, and I'm not talking about my students as if they're aliens. Right. You mm -hmm. could put in any, yeah. any, just put me in there too, because mm -hmm. I do it too. Right. But you think going into something, you're like, Damn, I'm gonna rock this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, you there's a possibility you're. Not. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also an amount of um, imposter syndrome. That yeah, goes exactly. On too. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to one of my clients today, um, who's about to take her NCLEX, which is the exam to get your nursing license. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her, yeah, you know, I mine shut off at the minimum number of questions. I was sure I had failed, and it shuts off if you pass at a really high level or <laughs> yeah and I was like so I passed at a really high level but I was certain that I was doomed I was a failure and yeah. never going to be a nurse yeah, yeah. um and that's just a human thing mm -hmm. so I think uh grounding can be really helpful with that like gratitude practices or recognizing past successes can mm -hmm. be helpful for students as well um, and then also on the other end, recognizing past failures and how they could have done better in that situation, mm -hmm. because that can keep them grounded between those two polar opposites. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And they are the true opposites that they feel. Yeah. They're not grounded in that sense. No. They're not in between. They're young. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of frontal lobe stuff going on there, I suppose. Yeah, of course. But, um... Yeah, but any 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 nudge that I can get in there, yeah, yeah. It, and that's all you really want. You don't want a lot of force. You don't want like yeah. big guardrails on it either. Like you don't want like you don't want you you don't want that coddling no thing where it's like we're just gonna give you an A because you showed up. You don't want you know? coddling. Oh God, grade and, yeah. inflation is such a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, grades are the problem. Yeah. yeah. But right. I agree, I agree with you that grade inflation is a problem. Yeah. It's a symptom. But it's because yeah. grades are a yeah, problem. Yeah, it's because grades right. are a problem. <clears throat> yeah. 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 You know, uh, college in Maine, which they're not paying you, so I won't mention them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, got rid of grades. Mm -hmm. Right? And But then they were thinking, you know, well, it could be pass or fail, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't we just do either pass the class or you mm -hmm. fail the classes? This is all of our classes, right? Mm -hmm. And they got a lot of pushback from people. people oh yeah. Like, what if I did more than just the bare minimum? Shouldn't I get lauded for that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. So then they had three levels. Mm -hmm. 
They had like pass with honors, pass, <laughs> no pass. Right. And if this happened over and over, and basically it became A, B, yeah. C, D, F. Right. <laughs> and it had no distinction between the standard letter grading. And I wonder if grading is somehow endemic to our culture. It's endemic in nature. It's, it's hierarchy. It exists yeah. everywhere in animals. Right. And I mean, it's always like, well, am I better than him? Is mm-hmm. he better than me? I no. It's competition. You want to know yeah. where you stand. Um, this is real, like, like back of the head kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think I mean, it might even be just substructure of reality kind of stuff because that's how I mean evolution works on that principle too. A it's bit. Like yeah. variable outcomes and differential success. And, yeah. Mm. But mm. you can you can remove that to a certain extent. The problem is, is that being removed does not transfer over to other institutions that have not removed it. So right. when you have people who had pass fail and they're trying to compete against students who have a 4.0 and all this stuff, it really gets to them. Yeah. Right. And what people don't seem to realize, no matter how much those of us in the real world tell them is, it doesn't matter. No one cares what your grades look like once you get into the field. Once you get into the field, what matters is your body of knowledge and your experience. I agree with everything you just said, and yet these structures exist, and who's controlling them? Uh, that's a good question. Let's I mean, ask this question. Yeah. As people who have taken classes. Yep. I've done so, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who controlled the fact that there were grades? At the school I was at. So this is this is a this is an interesting question because of the school I went to. So UC Santa Cruz mm-hmm. adopted. Okay, that's going to be an interesting situation. <laughs> yeah, adopted grades mm-hmm. like a year after I got there, or like the year before I got there. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, because, for that exact reason, because mm-hmm. it used to be a pass-fail, and you would get, but you would get a written assessment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know? then you get too many students. And then, you, yeah. well, there's one, it's the number of students becomes a problem. That's yeah. definitely the case, because if you're trying to do 70 assessments, go, you know, fuck it, that's insane. No, um, and it, so that's a problem, because then now you need grades, because you have to assign a shorter bit of information to how the student did they're short they're shorthand for a bunch yeah yeah and but 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 the reason santa cruz instituted that thing is because because of master's programs and phd Ah, programs at different schools where they were like you know i how do i know how do i know like i can't get into this school because i'm shut out because they admit a certain number of students and they're going to admit everybody who's got A's and you know yeah. the beyond they A's they don't yeah. do the extra work and right yeah. and so and so it's like Santa Cruz was forced by the student body basically to say like okay we're going to be doing grades yeah. now yeah but who's in control of that um I don't think anybody's actually in control of it yeah. I think I think like, it's a let me ask a different yeah yeah I think it's a system of persistent belief let me ask a different yeah. question that might Okay. make that answer clearer. If we wanted to change it, how would we do that? From the bottom up? No, we just we just talked about, we just gave examples yeah. of how you can't change it from the bottom up. No. Or why it's very difficult. To, because otherwise, otherwise you have to impose force. But where? That's just, the, you can't. But that's, imagine that's that you could impose force. Who would you force? But then it's a hypothical and it's not no, relevant. It'd be, yeah, it'd be I guess. Force, but, it would have yeah. to be top down I mean you would have to go Who's to the PhD well you would have to start with the highest level of education which would be your PhD folks mm-hmm. and you would have to talk to the admissions for all of these schools and be like hey we can't do this anymore so the top isn't the PhD folks the top is the admissions yeah, admissions yeah. administration yeah. but I meant for the PhD program so you no no I get it yeah, yeah I totally get it I'm looking for who's the Donald Trump in the room Who's the one that makes this terrible decision that we should be graded Mm -hmm. and that schools are going to pay attention to grades? It's a persistent load-bearing fiction. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. That was my point. That's what I wanted to get to because there's this great 
phrase yeah. that you mentioned yeah. before, it is identically one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a load bearing fiction. It is something we all we all have to believe, otherwise we don't know where we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do you Start convince mm-hmm. an entire populace to not know where they are? You don't. You tell them they're in a different spot. I guess you, so. you you have to tell them a different story. Yeah. It begins with a different new load bearing fiction. We did we did we've done it before. Yeah. Every single I mean, the United States was a new load bearing fiction that said like we don't need a king, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the the idea of king. I mean it's, it's a load bearing fiction until it becomes reality and it bears a load, I guess. In well, it, it, in that, it's still a fiction because the idea of like, okay, the, 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 the fiction of the king that was load-bearing, right? This person is chosen by God by virtue of the fact that they're king. Yeah. You know? Like, but that's, it's such an important idea that structured societies for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years that you had to have somebody at the top that was paying attention to literally everybody else so that so that everybody else could know when they were stepping out of line because it's not obvious when you step out right. of line so you actually kind of need somebody to say hey that's not right mm-hmm. and ostensibly that should be the king right the guy who's yeah. like on, like he's paying attention to everything he's like oh this isn't working over here let's make that better yeah. this isn't working over here let's make that better and it gets conflated at a certain point the game becomes the central problem the game of king becomes what's focused on, not the process of not king. Not the process of king. The process yeah. of king is maintaining the state. What's the, the game of king? Of king the game king? of king is just to win everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and so to control. To control. Yeah. Well, yeah. Control the most stuff. That's why you win everything. You're like I, I get the biggest kingdom. Yeah. Ergo, I'm the best king. Yeah. And. There, there's, there's, that's how the corruption enters the system. No, no, I, I see what you know you're saying, saying, but it, it's not a new fiction that came out of nothing. No, no, um, no. The pilgrims got here and the Native yeah. Americans already had democracy in yeah. place and most of our U.S. Constitution and our system of government is based on that. I is that true? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the, yeah, the democracy of the, the tribes mm-hmm. because they had to figure out statehood essentially Um, and and some sort of equanimity among each other so the notion is this is an instance of that an instance yeah yeah, it's an instance of a new load bearing fiction like the the declaration of independence I'm just saying it's easier to do something when you have an example yeah 100% but but it starts with the idea of like just knowing that like the grading system isn't working you know Mm -hmm. it starts with that that we have we have to the idea that like this load-bearing fiction isn't bearing its load anymore. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not bearing the weight of a society anymore. It's producing bad outcomes, like a lot of bad outcomes. A lot of bad outcomes. A lot of bad outcomes. A lot of really seriously bad outcomes. There's a reason you know? we have school shootings. Yeah. Because people oh, yeah. associate schools with places of internal conflict, pain. pain, external conflict. Punch, a lot of it's pain. A lot of it's just raw pain. It would be unchanged. Aside from the vulnerability yeah. and all the other issues, yeah. it seems natural for someone who's been frustrated at the, there. 100%. To do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, when it happened, when, when the Columbine shooting happened, and I don't feel like this now, but at the time I rooted for those guys. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for the shooters. Yeah. You know, I was in that headspace where I was like, I, if I had... If I but had the courage, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that I I would do yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know, and and it that's a that's a horrible now that to me that is such an antithesis of what I believe and feel. But at the time, like that's where all my pain was situated mm-hmm. was at that high school, you know, all 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 the good stuff and bad stuff was at the high school, but yeah. the the bad stuff vastly outweighed the good yeah. at the time, and so my my instinct was to just erasure, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and the erasure of everything and the self and all of that you know there was definitely that 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 self-destructive impulse was in the forefront because i couldn't see a way out otherwise you know and i i I, i'm not surprised that that one instance of a couple of kids deciding it was worth ending it all propagated yeah no it seems very very clear that that's how it would go Well, I I don't think you can place that squarely on school 
schools or workplaces like the the postal sure, shooting sure. because you're you also have to look at the internal environment as well yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. mean i got bullied as well yeah. and i never thought that was a good idea yeah. like that never entered yeah. my mind like i had guns at my house i had my yeah. first gun when i was five but that thought never entered my brain to yeah. you know take that anger out on someone else's life because that was not part of my internal environment yeah well the and anger is is really un, uncontrollable it can sometimes. be yeah. yeah but it's part of that is people not having the tools to deal with yeah, that. yeah. no coping skills yeah no it. no coping mechanism no um a lot of it is your relationships with people mm -hmm. if you don't have a relationship with people with anyone where you can be honestly and truly yourself yeah that is where part of the biggest problem comes into play because if you feel like you're being rejected for your truest self that's where that anger bubbles up and it's um actually a problem we're seeing now a bit with the cancel culture thing because people are being told oh you're a garbage human you know, you're you're not worth the air that you breathe. You should have never been born. Mm -hmm. And you're not seeing any path of redemption for these people. Yeah. You know, people are dredging up mistakes that folks made 20, 30, 40 years in the past. And it's not that it was right for them to act that way at the time, but there has to be a path of redemption to yeah. that. We all have lives to live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we all have lives to live and we all make mistakes and none of us was born a perfect, woke human being. Yeah with the ability to interact with others in a good and meaningful way. Yeah. 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 And part of that also is like, I mean, for me, at least because you mentioned that you had guns in the house and you knew like, oh, yeah. there was something for, I didn't, you know? And so my experience with violence was not a real experience with violence. So I actually didn't know what I was wishing for in some sense, yeah, you yeah. know, which is a whole extra I mean, that's a whole extra that's conversation. Whole, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I grew up with your anger and your guns. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, a lot of people... And yet, you're here. It, and yet, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. And I hated high school, but yeah. I chose to use that anger in other ways. Yeah. Not all, all of them helpful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I chose escapism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have these stories, though, don't yeah. we? Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go get something to eat. You want to stay for dinner? Or we're gonna make some. No, I made a vow. Thank you. Okay. I really do appreciate it, but I made a vow, like to work on the stuff that I have in my pantry at home. Okay. Nice. Because <laughs> I've got to get started. I need to clean some stuff out. This is gonna be a big year in a lot of ways, and I'm holding myself to this. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go home and eat a can of like soup. Okay. I'm sure it would be much better here, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta make this change because okay. I've been eating like a raccoon. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been eating yeah. garbage and I feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, soup and salad. Okay, man. Okay. That's going to do it for me tonight. Sounds Thanks, good. though. Yeah. Yeah. But I better do it. All right, man. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I'll edit this together and drop some stuff on the floor. What are we doing, Alan? Yeah.